Welcome, Grace Brothers shoppers, to a special presentation from the case files of Saturday Morning Confidential. Floor two is ladies' wear and gentlemen's apparel. Going up. Served podcast. As always, I am your shop assistant, Maddie Limerick, and we are here today to talk episode two, season one, Dear Sexy Knickers. That's right, Dear Sexy Knickers. There's a lot of terminology that is very UK slang based, and so Knickers is underwear, uh, and it will come in uh, as an important part of this episode. So here we are back. This is the first episode in the DVD set that is in color. It's the second episode. You can. This is the first episode that they filmed post the pilot. Uh, so the sets are different. There is more going on. There's lots of background actors. Uh, and so we are launching in. We see uh, Mrs. Slocum and Miss Brahms chatting. Uh, just very shop talk. Just very buddy-buddy back and forth. And they're talking about Mr. Lucas finally having a customer. And it just in the show, it breaks down that when a customer approaches the counter, Mr. Granger gets first option. Mr. Humphreys gets section option, and Mr. Lucas gets third option. And even when he gets a guest, he doesn't always complete the sale. Because for anyone who knows, sales, especially clothing sales, and this style of old school department store sales is hard to make. They send things off to tailoring. You're custom fitting things onto people. So if you just don't have that knowledge, you know, Mr. Humphreys has been on the counter for 10 years. Mr. Granger has been there 25. Mr. Lucas has only been there a few months. So we then see them interacting with guests and uh, the first bit of the plot of this episode, uh, it does set up that Mr. Uh, Lucas is very into Miss Brahms, whose first name is Shirley, we find out. Uh, and he's coming up with a way to get her, her to go out with him after work because his normal girlfriend or go-to has the measles, which also very 70s problem. Uh, and so that kind of sets that seat up. And so we see them with guests. Uh, and again, th the way they're trying to talk people into these sales, it's so funny because it's always Mr. Humphreys is like, do you think I would let you go out of the store and something like that? And it's like, yeah, clearly you want to make the sale. Uh, and so we see the little plot point with this that um, – when somebody wants something that's just a little bigger in the you know, uh, the size up, bigger in the shoulders, that they gently put it over their knee and pull just enough to pop some of the seams that just loosens up the seaming just a little. Now, I work in garments. I work in costuming, so we know that will very quickly fall apart, but that's kind of the joke of this is you want them to get home before the sleep falls off the jacket. So that's kind of how we're going about the first bit of this episode. Going around, it's just very funny kind of seeing them interact with, with the guests and being like, oh, yes, don't worry, it'll ride up with wear. Don't worry, it'll ride down with wear. All these things. And Mr. Lucas has a particularly difficult guest. We all know those difficult guests who insist that the pattern of the jacket is different, even though it's literally the exact same jacket because he just loosened the shoulders a little. And going through, Mr. Lucas thinks he's getting a hold on this. Uh, and we also see the funny of Mr. Granger is obviously older. He cannot get up and down. Uh, he's worrying about tearing his truss, which is like his like girdle and, and support brace. And there's hijinks where uh, uh, anytime someone needs a inside leg done, Mr. Humphrey goes, do you need help? Uh, in his very foppish way, because he's very gay coded. They never 
ever say it in the show. We meet his friends. They keep it kind of looping around. There are times near the end that they actually set him up where he might have interest in women too. It's a little weird. It's a little bit of a red herring, but it is, you know, it's a thing. It's fine. Um, And going through, so we've seen these hijinks and then... We watch Mr. Lucas with a pair of pants with that same difficult guest. And he goes, I'll just get you the next size up, sir. And we see him put the knee in the groin and rip his knee through the pants. Everyone laughs. I laugh. Mr. Lucas looks terrified. And Mr. Humphreys goes, that's why we don't need the trousers. Uh, And so it divulges that then... Captain Peacock finds out this is happening. Everyone gets in trouble, goes in front of Mr. Rumbold. And so there is hilarity ensues as they're trying to break it down. And they're telling Mr. Uh, Rumbold the situation. And he goes, ah, Mr. Humphreys needed the jacket. Ah, watch your tenses, Mr. Mr. Uh, Lucas. And so, again, it's this wordplay that always happens with Mr. Rumbold because he is an absolute dolt. He is an absolute idiot. He comes from hardware has no business being in garments. We've all had this kind of management. Like, this is the commentary of Rumble through the entirety of the series. He does get a lot of heart. We do really care about his character. But this is kind of how it goes and goes and goes and goes. Uh, and so, of course, poor Mr. Lucas. He's not really making commission. He's barely making hourly sales. And so they're going to take the money out of his check and probably the next check because of how low his sales are. So we really get into the meat and potatoes of the other main plot of the episode, which is Miss Lucas is trying to find a way to get Miss Brahms' attention to get her alone uh, because he is on thin ice. This whole episode, it's pretty much, we think he's going to be fired. He thinks he's going to be fired. Everybody thinks he's going to be fired. That's kind of the tone with him through the entire first season, which is kind of funny because he does fuck up. Now, at this point, there is something really funny I want to notate almost all the patrons in the store are smoking. And even at one point, Mr. Rumbold offers Captain Peacock a cigarette. So they're smoking indoors. And while I am not that young, so I remember that like bars you could still smoke in. I remember asking for the smoking or non-smoking section in restaurants, which like, really, did we think, I mean, my mom always went, we need to be as far away from the smoking section as possible. But like, you go into an Applebee's these days and you can still smell the cigarettes and like, white trash regret but then i'm gonna ask everybody what the fuck are you doing in an applebee's on this good day those dollar margaritas are gonna rot your liver out the endless buffalo wings not worth it that tgi friday's uh um salad bar though good is probably gonna give you e coli let's be honest here i will fuck up that salad bar but it's just culturally one of those things as we kind of talk through this idea of the 70s and this this show is such a moment in time the styles shift all the time uh this is when like y front briefs are being introduced which is like a classic brief it has a y like a y stitching to the front if you ever look at it flip it upside down it looks like a y and so all those things are kind of here because this is like before this it's like just boxers and those kinds of things so it's really fun to kind of watch through the years of the style change because everybody has to wear the ladies are in these like brown smock dresses and the guys are always in suits they must be in really nice suits with ties and matching everything it's just the accoutrement it was expected um to look a certain way hair to be a certain way but because we're going from like 1972 to 1985 music and uh clothing and just pop culture changed so much during that time and kind of revolutionized the world 
we get to see it in little ways through the show, which I actually really, really appreciate as we go through. We're going to see like platform shoes in a lot of episodes. It's just quite funny. I'm excited for us to get to the episode where they Americanize the store. I think it's in season five or six. It's so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, Mr. Lucas is trying to find a way to let Miss Brahms know that he wants her to go out with him after work. So he takes the genius idea of taking his bill pad and writing a note on the back so it's got the official grace brothers letterhead on the top you know it's all sorts of fuckery and fun and he writes it and then takes a rubber band and does like um you know when we all used to play football or whatever with the um with the things and shoot it across the thing well he does it he pulls it between his fingers and then shoots it with his mouth across the room and it hits the front of mrs locum's uh, display cases and Captain Peacock picks it up and they have just a little back and forth because of course there's a complaint that Mr. Lucas let one of his guests come out in full view in just his boxer shorts and a button down and that was just appalling to the ladies and then Mr. Granger gets upset because you can see into the ladies fitting rooms all these things just semantics and that kind of is what's going to keep the show going for so long but Captain Peacock then hands off the note and goes do something with this will you and as she's going to throw it away, Mrs. Slocum goes, oh, it's a note. Let's open it up. Uh, and it reads like, dear sexy knickers, I don't have fancy you. Why don't you meet us? Meet me outside at 530 and we'll get it together. So ensues the web of nonsense that will finish out our episode today. So Mrs. Slocum thinks Captain Peacock gave her this note intentionally. Mr. Lucas is looking on terrified the entire time that he's going to get in trouble and get fired. Uh, so then Mrs. Slocum reads it and she and Mrs. Brahms have uh, Miss Brahms have a fun exchange. She picks up the phone, calls the men's counter. Think and Mr. Lucas thinks she's going to ask for him. And then she just goes, can I speak with Captain Peacock, please? And this very, like, put on, sultrily femme fatale voice. And Captain Peacock comes to the phone, and and she's she goes, hello, this is sexy, niggas. And there, there's this fun back and forth, just, just kind of yo-yo. And Miss Slocum realizes that Captain Peacock has no idea what she's talking about. No idea. Um... And she even goes, do you not know who this is? And he goes, no. And she goes, thank heavens for that and slams the phone down. And then so they think, well, clearly then the note must have been for Miss Brahms and Miss Brahms will not have it because this is where it's coming out. Captain Peacock's very flirty of Miss Brahms. He flirts with Mrs. Slocum just a little bit. He will flirt with everyone as the show goes through. He's clearly the most like his Comedia del Arte counterpart. But uh, uh, so Miss Brahms calls back and uh, uh, Mr. Humphreys goes, second woman on the phone for Miss this is it, Captain Peacock? And he goes, Shh, don't, 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 don't. And then so in her very, she has a very um, common tone is what we talk about. She's very Cockney, very EastEnders. Um, and so clearly knows who it is. And so she uh, reads him for filth, as the children would say. And so he goes over, because clearly he knows who it is. Uh, and it is divulged that the note uh, is was written and on Grace Brothers uh, thing and it comes out that it was Mr. Lucas and so he's just terrified he's going to get fired it gets taken to Mr. Rumbold and then finally Mrs. Slocum comes over and goes oh it's the end of the day I'm going to grab my coat and be, so it comes out that it was Mr. Lucas and Mrs. Slocum being the liberated sexual woman that she is uh, is very flattered because you can tell she like thinks he's cute they're teasing back and forth uh, things I mean clearly he's not into her at all but like she, I love her like 
persona of just being like all men find me attractive because there is this thing where um uh in this episode they're always kind of cryptic about what happened to her husband where he is where he has been is he dead did he walk out on her we don't know because she says uh you know ever since mr slocum left you just can't walk into a bar's woman and have a drink anymore uh and there's always just some sort of like punchline, and we eventually meet her friend mrs axelby and they'll go and she talks about like having her her bottom pinched or that they went to this one particular place in greece because apparently the men just accost you and nothing happened to them and so you know it's just one of those things that it's always like you think it's going to be this terrifying thing and she's like oh there's gruff men with their gruff hands you know it's really not so bad after you think about it it's very it's kind of quite funny um and so at the end mrs slocum is going oh i must grab my my coat and remember i'm not that kind of lady we'll have to see how far you can get and in the way that they do they always have a great punchline a great one-liner and that is the end of the episode it's very funny um you know, these early episodes, these first couple episodes, this first season, they're really trying to find their footing, trying to find their humor. Um, they're playing with that idea of, like, alluding to the the fact that, like, Mr. Humphreys is a fop, that he is gay, queer. Uh, but, like, again, I never feel like he's the brunt of the joke because he's always the one that's making the joke first. He He leads a life of mystery, which we love. I mean... We're still early in a show, so they're trying to find their footing. They're finding the characters. Because let's be honest, the BBC does not keep shows going if they don't have to. They really don't. Um, so, you know, it's they're finding their footing. It's really working. The audience really likes it. The big laughs come, and they're very big. And they're really great about how they're kind of telling these 28-minute stories, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it... It's going to continue to evolve as the show goes on, but I just, I just giggle. I sit here and I love the show so much. So I want to hear from you about what you all thought about the episode, Dear Sexy Knickers. As always, join us next Monday for another episode. And until then, going up. Can you believe we've been friends for seven years? And it all started because I compared you to Alana the Lioness. Tamara Pierce really set the tone of our friendship. A love of magic. Briar Moss. Fantasy. Briar Moss. Powerful women. And of course, Briar Moss. I'm Anna. And I'm MJ. And we invite you to join our circle of friendship. Where we do a chapter-by-chapter deep dive into the Circle of Magic series by Tamara Pierce. We answer important questions like, how does Moonstream let certain dedicates take care of children? Can you imagine anyone else but Mandy Patinkin playing Nico? Knives, Briar. And Knives! Join us every other Monday at cofpodcast.libsyn.com or wherever you download podcasts. But seriously, Knives... Saturday Morning Confidential is brought to you by Dreamer Productions and is a proud member of the Certain POV Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential, on Instagram at SMC Pod, and on Twitter at The SMC Podcast. You can find all the shows that Certain POV has to offer at CertainPOV.com or also on Patreon at Dreamer Productions, where your donation of only $2 a month keeps constant programming coming in and supporting our new shows as we go throughout 2022. Now join us again next time for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.